disclaimer. One point is I'm going in completely blind into this video. So okay? am I. Uh, so is Ray. Point number two is I know Remy from the three Muslims. We've been friendly uh, over text message. Uh, we've sent voice notes back and forth. And Remy actually may be coming on the channel. Uh, he wanted to interview me. I wanted to talk to him. I like getting information from the source's mouth. I think there'd be some great grounds for, for disagreement, cordial, charitable disagreement, because I think if you're going to disagree about uh, something as Christianity versus Islam, probably should happen in person after a meal. And again, so this is Sneeko. This is at the hour and 15 minute timestamp, and this is his view on Christianity. And, and I think I, I'm going to know where he's going with this. Essentially, we understand Jesus, peace be upon him, never died, right? So he just got lifted and it was swapped out. He wasn't the one that was crucified or anything like that. So uh, interesting, he says, you know, th their position is is basically Jesus got lifted up like uh, Elijah in the Old Testament. Ironically enough, we covered a Muslim uh, scholar who takes the minority view, and I'll try to link that video, uh, that holds that Jesus did actually get crucified and did actually die and did actually resurrect, okay? And we believe in the second coming too. So they believe in the second How coming. How has okay. your relationship with Jesus changed from Christianity to Islam in the way that you viewed Jesus, peace be upon him, as a Christian versus now as a Muslim? It fixes all the the complaints I had internally when I was going to church when I was growing up. Uh, personally, so. I didn't like the fact that, and, and no disrespect to, to the Catholics watching, I didn't like the, the Holy Communion, where you go, I don't know if you understand, but the, the priest has a, a bowl of crackers, literally, and then he, he hands it to you and he says, this, this is the body of Christ. And then you take it and then you, you put it, and then it, you're symbolizing that you're taking Jesus' sacrifice. So essentially, it's, I don't want to be disrespectful when I say this, but it, essentially, it symbolized cannibalism. It symbolized cannibalism. And I can see where him as a Catholic, basically they believe that uh, the priest is able to, when he lifts up, I don't know if you ever see where they lift up the, um, the bread and the cup, but basically at that moment when he prays that that bread becomes the actual body of Jesus and that cup becomes the actual blood of Jesus. Um, I am more me, Ray Castro, is really more in in more in the uh, Lutheran side of of this uh, idea, where I don't believe it's just a symbol, um, because I believe that we're doing this in the presence of God, and that um, if it was just a symbol, then there wouldn't be any warnings in the New Testament where Paul said, "Hey, some of you have taken this and have actually died," you know. Um, and uh, I'm a person that takes scripture very uh, seriously. And um, so I believe that there's a real presence in the act of taking communion. I don't think it's just a symbol. Catholics and Protestants yeah. would have some form of disagreements on how literal mm -hmm. does the blood and the, the sacrament, the blood and the, um, the body become, right? Yeah. Uh, I think... All Christians would say it's something is going on in the mm -hmm. spiritual sense. Christ mm -hmm. is among us. Transubstantiation. Holy moly, yeah, that is a mouthful. Transubstantiation. I can't pronounce yeah. it either. That's why I didn't come to me. Yes. I didn't even try. Uh, <laughs> so we would agree that there's something that's happening, that there's something spiritual happening, that, 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 that God is definitely, the presence of God is in the sacrament. Yeah. The difference is, and I don't mean to make a character of Catholic theology, but the difference is, I don't know if Catholics 
would go as far as to say you eat the bread, you eat the wine, you, you drink the wine, and then they cut you open, look at the DNA of what that 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 <laughs> item is. Did that literally become flesh and blood? Right. Again, I'm not trying to make a character of it, but I don't I don't know if they would go as that far, but it definitely seems like they go more of the something is physically changing of those elements. They believe that those elements are changing and they they literally believe it's the actual body and blood of Jesus yeah. and they believe it in faith. I do think we should ask some well-studied Catholics Absolutely. on the exact position. Absolutely. Because I don't want to, again, I don't want to create a character, but I do want to show what the scriptures say, which ironically enough, such a telling passage, and it and it literally captures exactly what Sneeko is saying. Because Jesus doubles down on this. Okay, let's go to John 6, 32. I tell you the truth, Moses didn't give you bread from heaven, my father did, and now he offers you true the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But you haven't believed in me, though you have seen me. However, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me not to do my own will. And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all those he has given me, but that I should raise them up on the last day. For it is my Father's will that all those who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. I will raise them up uh, on the last day. Then the people began to murmur in disagreement because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph? We know his father and mother. How can he say, I come down from heaven? But Jesus replied, stop complaining about what I said, for no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them up. As it is written in the scriptures, they will be taught by God Almighty. Everyone who listens to the Father learns from him who comes to me, not that anyone has ever seen the Father, only I who was sent from God. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. So he's doubling down on this bread of life. But watch, he takes it a step further. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone who eats bread from heaven, however, will live, will never die. I am the bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread, which uh, I will offer so the world may live, is my flesh. So Jesus repeatedly doubles down on, yeah. I am the bread, I am the bread, I am the bread. Oh, and if you want to live forever, you have to eat my flesh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then the people began arguing with each other about what he meant. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? What, it, what, it, what does Nico just say? Yeah, cannibalism. It sounds like cannibalism, right? Jesus, tell, Jesus uh, doubles down again, verse 53, yet again, right? He says, uh, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is true blood, and my blood is uh, my, me, my, my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. I live because of the living Father who sent me in the same way. Anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. 
Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate the manna, but will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue. Many of his disciples, many of his disciples. So this isn't the 12. I think this is the 72, right? Because Jesus had the, the three close, yeah. the 72 extended. Okay. Um, many of his disciples said, this is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it? So I get it. This is hard to understand. Absolutely. Right? Jesus was aware that his disciples were complaining. So he said to them, do this, do the, does this offend you? Then what will you think if you see the Son of Man ascend to heaven again? The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But some of you do not believe me. This is why I said, uh, verse the, the last verse here, this is why I said that people can't come to me unless the Father gives them to me. So here we have Jesus Mm-hmm. Doubling down on this claim, yeah. and they're and they're probably feeling the way Sneeko feels. Absolutely right. They're probably feeling how Sneeko feels, which is like, yo, this sounds a lot like cannibalism. This is kind of crazy, right? John sixteen. Uh, I have spoken, uh, verse twenty five. I have spoken these matters in figures of speech, but as soon as I stop speaking figuratively and tell you plainly all about the Father, then you will ask in my name. I'm not saying I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father Himself loves you dearly. Okay. And it says it in red right there. Yeah. That Jesus said he, sp- he spoke these things figuratively. Right. Like the people in the Bible are not less human than we are today. You know what I mean? Yes. The question is, is um, what are you going to do with what Christ requires of you? Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So like whether you believe it literally becomes his physical body and his actual blood you know, um, and it's not figurative speech um, or not, you know, will you do this in remembrance of him? Absolutely. And shout out to Gladys. She she pointed out, this is a good take, I think. Same concept. If we are cannibals, then we also can climb back into our mother's room and be born again. Absolutely. Same concept. And that was another thing they struggled with. Right. Right. So th- uh, these are, these are, Jesus is, even if, whatever position you take. Yeah, yeah. He's not, no one ever literally ate Jesus's flesh and drank his actual blood, yeah. the blood that was shed on the cross. Yeah. And in that, I, I, I do wish that someone could have given him a different picture of this and a different yeah. example, because there's a spectrum of views of the sacrament. There are certain folks that yeah. the bread and the wine is, 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 is a meal, Yeah. right? Is it's it's a meal you have like a dinner feast. Yeah, and then how beautiful how beautiful is the bread and the wine? Right. The the wine is actually is actually viewed throughout history as the drink of the rich. Yeah. And the bread is actually viewed throughout history as the food of the poor. Mm. And so the beautiful thing about about um the Eucharist that sometimes people don't talk about is that this is where the poor and the rich come together. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? Sure. At the table yep. to receive, uh, to be a family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And for me, this is just beautiful imagery. Yeah. All right. So let's go back. So that's the first thing I, that I noticed. And I was like, man, that, that's really interesting because I instantly thought of that that Bible passage. But I was I was also genuinely curious, like, did, how deep did he go on this? Right? Just because something yeah. sounds a certain way, you're, you're not factoring in figurative language. You're not factoring in any anything. You know? It's, it just... Yeah. It's, it sounds like a shallow rebuttal to something that was 
addressed in scripture or not not enough homework right or not so, enough homework and but this is the thing that attracts uh a lot of people a lot of um people who grew up christian to mm -hmm. islam islam has more sex sectors of islam that are very very um ov overtly fundamental mm -hmm. you know what i mean in their views where they know that they know that they know sure right and so when when that is advertised to a Christian, it's like you ever had any issues with the Trinity? Yeah. Well, we don't because we don't believe in it. Right. You right. ever had well, any issues with you know? Yeah. And even in the verse in the previous verse where Jesus talks about like human effort doesn't mean anything. Like you don't absolutely. earn your way to heaven. That that contradicts the innate nature in people to want to earn their righteousness. Right. Right. You want it doesn't make sense to say you by grace through faith. You're saved. You have yeah. this natural propensity to want to perform and and do good things. Absolutely, not every not every act of obedience comes in knowing everything. Sometimes it comes out of knowing who God is mm. and saying, "Hey, I'm just going to trust the Lord." Yep. Because you're eating his body. His body is a symbol of the cracker. That's true. And then you drink the wine. That's a symbol of his blood. This is Jesus' blood, and then you sip it out of respect for, for him. And I, I like the fact that Islam it, uh, doesn't draw Muhammad, peace be upon him. You're not supposed to ever visualize that because we have, he was not alive in our time. There's no way that we would know what he looked like, especially uh, Allah, God. He's never drawn. We have no idea what he looks like or because there's no way. Humans are too stupid. We would never, we're not mentally capable of understanding what God would yeah, We can't like. conceptualize. We can't conceptualize. So it's not supposed to. In Christianity, I grow up and you have like God on a cloud. And it's like this guy with a white dude on a beard. And he's like laying in a cloud and he's like putting his hand down. <laughs> so it's interesting that he has an issue with Christian iconography. Yeah. I don't know what to make of that. Obviously, there's certain Christian imagery that's not helpful. For example, blonde hair, blue eyed, white Jesus. Absolutely. Not helpful. Not helpful at all. Um, but then there's other stuff that's beautiful and yeah. amazing. The the Sistine Chapel in Rome. I'm not I'm not a Catholic, but I've been there. It's incredible. Yeah. There's a lot of Christian art and sculpture and innovation and music and hymns and mm -hmm. gospel music. That's amazing. So he goes to specifically like we can't conceptualize God, but I'm like, yeah, I, I don't. That's not the same as having an idol of someone. Right. Drawings, paintings, right. and and again, and I will even acknowledge that some of that can be weaponized the way white, white, blue hair, blonde, blonde right. eye Jesus has Espec been. Especially when it's just when you pitch a tent on one, you know, you get into some, you get into some crazy stuff. Got you. Let's keep on. Like why I don't, I, I don't like this. Is just what I was thinking growing up. Like I, this doesn't make sense to me. And I, and I, I all respect to Jesus. I believe that he was a, a prophet and he was spreading the message of God. But I don't believe a man could also be God. It, that never makes sense that we are worshiping a man, that we are treating him as if he is God and a man at the same time. It's That doesn't logic. It never made sense to me. And how every single church you go in, there's a different version of Jesus, all bloody. And we, we look at him and we cry. And we're always talking about all the sacrifices he made. He's the only sinless person. But I, don't, I just never like the fact that we are worshiping a man. I, I think the mm. only person that you should, the only... Well, well that's it right there, right? You, you, first of all, he didn't like. But two... The point is that he wasn't just a man. If you read the Gospel of John, he's repeatedly claiming divinity. And so you're left with three options with Jesus, Lord, liar, or lunatic. It yeah. doesn't really matter what you like. You can't, you can't say he's a good prophet. You can't say he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a great moral teacher. Yeah. No, the, no. You, the, he does not allow that. This, man's, yeah. this man is uh, uh, forgiving people's sins. Yeah. And he's claiming to be God. Yeah. And he's, right. and he's doing things that others 
before him could never do. Yes. So there was others before Jesus, other rabbis that were able to cast out a demon. Right. Jesus is casting out a legion yes. of demons. Yep. There was other people who can heal leprosy, you know, here and there. Jesus is constantly healing leprosy. He, he is God. Yep. Yeah, I, I really don't want to. I, I mean, this is going to get clipped, and I'm going to get people upset. But like for real, if you're going to clip it up, just make no one. No one's upset, Sonico. No one's upset. I, I'm a bit disappointed that you didn't genuinely seek out a more charitable understanding of these things, which makes me which which makes me question if you ever believed any of this. But no one's mad at you. It, yeah. This is kind of in line with what I think a lot of people expect of you. But no one's upset. And notice he's not quoting any scripture. Yeah. He taught when he's talking. He's it just seems like someone who had doubts um, about certain ideas in Christianity didn't do their homework and said, "Hey, who really who really just you know eradicate who believes in something that is going to help me with my doubts?" Yeah, yeah. Sure that you put in the part where I'm saying no disrespect to Christianity at all. This is just the personal uh, feelings I had as as a kid and why I, I never fully resonated um, with Christianity. Uh, you can't say no disrespect and then say Christians are cannibals who worship uh, a man. That is inherently disrespectful. I mean, I guess he's trying not to be disrespectful. And um, another big problem too is to level up in scholarship in Christianity, in predominantly in the church culture, pastors and, and nuns, it's almost like you're married to the church at that point. That's what they say. So because of that, they have to be celibate. Now, if God created a religion that's from him and it's true, why would you have to be celibate? No, you don't have to be celibate. <laughs> you don't. He's talking about Catholicism. Yeah. Eastern Eastern Orthodox, uh, my my Armenian Apostolic uh, priest, we call him Terhair, had a wife. Yeah. He had kids. Yeah. So you're talking about a very specific uh, type of person in specific camps and denominations that is choosing to be celibate. So... <sighs> I think, and I'm sure the you know the three Muslims are watching this. Remy again, I'm friendly with Remy. I think it is essential, like that we we don't straw man each other. Yeah, don't straw man. Like just say this is this is where we disagree. We believe that it is logically more cohesive and consistent based on scripture, church history, the historical event of the resurrection to say Jesus was either Lord liar or lunatic. Can't have good guy prophet. Yeah. Uh, good teacher because a good teacher doesn't claim to be God yeah. and doesn't claim to die for the forgiveness of your sins and and forgive sins and offer salvation and that and there that is the disagreement here's the here's the problem you know they I don't think any of them would say the Jesus that comes from your text right is a liar I don't think they would say that you know what I'm saying because part of part of Islam is to honor um, the the Ajil, Injil, which is the Bible, the mm -hmm. New Testament, mm -hmm. right? But they just say it's they they claim it's corrupted, but it's corrupted. You yeah. know how it's so it's just yeah. like so it's just like what is it? It's like are we going to honor it? Yeah. You know how do you honor something that's corrupt? It yeah. just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah, and let me just say this last thing, which I I, I mess I, up my car. I think <laughs> I think that is is one of the biggest straw straw man straw man arguments about Christianity, which is going to come down to this idea of grace versus works. And Christians don't care about holiness. They don't care about sacrifice. They don't care about living different than the world. 
this is another huge straw man. And so it, it's it's that our sequence of behavior modification isn't external to internal. It's yeah. not change on the outside, do these things, keep these, do this uh, this this prayer this many times, go here, do this, and then the inside will hopefully change and God will have mercy on you. It's actually the opposite. So in, in Christianity, this is Paul echoing stuff that we see in Ezekiel 36 about God giving us hearts, uh, taking our heart of stone, giving us heart of flesh. This is uh, Jeremiah's talking about this. Jesus is talking about this with being born again. Uh, in other passages, you see Paul echoing. So uh, when we what we see in, Christ, in, in, in Christianity, and this is something that, by the way, all Christians agree on, it's just the sequences could be different, is work out your, work hard to show the results of your salvation obeying God with deep reverence and fear. This is Paul's instruction to the church in Philippi. Work out to show, or sometimes I should say, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, right? Obeying God with deep reverence and fear. And then verse 13, but here's what makes Christianity different. And this is, again, please, guys, don't strawman this. This is the difference. For God is working in you giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. This is the difference, is that we believe in working out and showing evidence of our salvation. The difference is, it is God that is working in us and giving us the desire, and not just the desire, but the power to do the things that please him. And this is a pattern with within the Old Testament uh, Old Testament of foreshadowing what salvation looks like. And so when we say you're saved by grace through faith, that doesn't mean you go on living reckless and doing whatever you want to do and living like 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 the devil and, and and acting crazy. No, 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 it's actually the opposite. Is that because you're saved, God is now in you. The Holy Spirit now is in you. You were born again, and when you're born again, you're a new creature, and when you're a new creature, you have the desire and the power to do what pleases him. It is not, let me white-knuckle it and do my best to not sin anymore. No, it's actually the opposite, that there's something supernatural that happens in the heart and the soul mm -hmm. of the of, of the, of the born-again creature, and then the works usually follow and should yeah. follow. You know, and that looks different for everybody. There's people that still yeah. struggle and wrestle with different things, and there's people that you know miraculously they just have different desires, and certain things fall away. Um, but I just know that's going to be another thing. It's like, so you guys believe in grace through faith? So I mean, you just could do whatever you want to do, and then on your deathbed profess Jesus, Lord. You know, yeah. and it's like that's the exception to the rule. The thief on the cross is the exception to the rule. We do believe in holy living and being yeah. set apart from the world. Yeah, and how can we claim to be the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? And then the Holy Spirit not want us to move towards holiness, mm -hmm. right? It's like if if God is in if God is in control, yeah. right? Changing my desires, right? Mm -hmm. Giving me the will and the to do. It would make no sense uh, for me to continue to live, you know, recklessly yep. without having any conviction or you know, this is, you know. But it is what it is. Also, we cannot front like some of this opinion isn't made by the people who take advantage of christianity culturally mm -hmm. that's good that's good you know that's how that's how this is why it's important for us to really guard our testimony mm -hmm. because they're making these uh, assumptions based upon the way we live as well yeah that's good i appreciate sneeko attempting to be respectful and charitable i just think uh 
you know, I just think we should not uh, have straw man and create caricatures of what of, of other people's faith. And that's why I rather talk to these guys in person than to go back and forth over the internet. But those were specifically his statements. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. If you want to go the extra mile and partner with us for as little as $5 a month to get these daily after-party streams completely unedited, okay? Keep us answering only to you so we never have to take a brand deal and make goofy commercials like these. Consider partnering with us for just $5 a month. Our friends at GenuCell Skincare have exciting news to celebrate in 2023. Using Manscaped during my showers after workout has given me much more confidence. And that's where Mudwater comes in. True Classic has got your back. All thanks to the sponsor of today's video, SayMine.com. Established Titles is your opportunity to earn the title of Laird or Lady. Object credit approval rates range from 7.99% APR to 19.99% APR, included 0.50% auto pay discount. If you don't want us to make ads with brands you don't care about, sign up for our online community for as little as $5 a month to keep us independent and ultimately answering to you as our boss. You get all sorts of benefits like daily replays of our after-party streams, exclusive access to our Discord community, and early access to our podcast interviews, all starting for only $5 a month. King Street.